For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is scousal and brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is scousal and brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is scousal and brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is scousal and brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office, one call, that's all studio. Radio City. This is Scalzo and Brust. Presented by Bud Light. It's a party, baby. On 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Woo! It's a party, baby. I'm Greg Scalzo, you the Scalzo and Russ family on Twitter. At Scalzo and Russ, calling us, texting us, 800-990-3776. Cut day today across the NFL. Not a ton of surprises coming out of Green Bay, but Jawan Winfrey seems to be at the top of that list. The wide receiver that... Aaron Rodgers first praised in this offseason, not latest, but his first praise back in late July was talking about Juwan Winfrey. We've seen this play out before, most notably with Jeff Kumarow. Uh, Whoa, you just combined Jeff Janis and Jay Kumarow. I mean, the same person. Aren't they? <laughs> I know, I'm not, I just, it was Jay Kumarow. I think you me. should do that forever on now. And, uh, and he gone. Wide receiver position, obviously the one where the most attention has been drawn on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they end up keeping seven wide receivers. Juwan Winfrey, not one of them. I refuse to let this become a story. I refuse to let the Josh DiMaggio, Aaron Rodgers trolls of the world make this a story. Aaron Rodgers praised Jawan Winfrey on July 27th. It is August 30th. And guess what? A lot has changed since July 27th. Romeo Dobbs continued to rise and rise and rise. And that was what Aaron Rodgers was talking about. Amari Rodgers wasn't going anywhere. Like this, This is not a surprise. It's not a big deal. And guess what? If Jawan Winfrey uh, gets invited to the practice squad and he doesn't get claimed, then guess what? He can be on the practice squad because you you know what? The number one wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers right now is Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard famously was on the practice squad famously before mm-hmm. he joined the team and had like 50 catches and three touchdowns his first year. So not a big deal. I don't want to overreact to Jawan Winfrey and make this about Josh DiMaggio saying, ooh, the Packers went against Aaron Rodgers and his trust for Jawan Winfrey and they cut him. Well, I do think that if 
Aaron Rodgers hadn't uttered the words Juwan Winfrey during this offseason, <laughs> nobody would be raising an eyebrow at the fact that he was cut today. I don't think heading into camp, people looked at him uh, as a major part of that wide receiver room, and certainly uh, he was elevated by some of the comments that Aaron Rodgers made. In case you don't remember what those comments were, here's what Aaron Rodgers talked about way back in late July. I wouldn't be surprised if 88's over there going, hey, uh, you know, I'm a pretty damn good football player. Don't forget about me. Um, because when he shows up and when he's healthy, he makes a lot of plays. He just he has the last couple camps and dealt with an injury a couple years ago in camp. And um, I think he definitely is going to put himself in a position to have an impact. It's just a matter of him staying healthy and, and making plays. But, you know, when he's in the first huddle and you see me throw a deep ball to him, it's great for him. It's the same message to you guys that it's sending to him, and that's that I trust you. And as you guys know, that's an important step that has to be taken in the process from quarterback to receiver. So I'm really proud of Juwan. He's, you know, always been a professional for us. Had some bad luck with injuries, and hopefully he can stay healthy and have a great camp. That's Aaron Rodgers talking about Juwan. Winfrey. Juwan Winfrey cut by the Packers today. That's the story. Is Does this mean that the Packers aren't respecting or understanding exactly what uh, Aaron Rodgers wants? Or is this just a situation where Aaron complimented one of his young teammates and I think anybody who's a leader has to know when to push and when to pull back and when to motivate in different ways and maybe that was him trying to build confidence for a young guy he thought might show out better throughout the preseason. Now Winfrey didn't make the impact uh, in the preseason that some of the rookies did uh didn't make an impact i think in a way where he uh garners the surprise of his cut based on his play it's really the surprise is based on the fact that aaron had those comments about him and i again i would like to imagine greg that based off everything we've heard about aaron Rodgers and his relationship with the front office and the green bay packers and being aligned in you know Wanting to retire as a Green Bay Packer, I can't imagine that the front office was like, "All right, if we let go of Jawan Winfrey, we're we're really gonna we're gonna break our relationship with Aaron Rodgers." If anything, I guarantee that there was some sort of conversation about it. And Aaron was like, "Yes, like I understand the nature of the business. Did I enjoy the trust in what he gave us in practice? Yes, but hopefully, a lot of other wide receivers got better in the month after I talked about Jawan Winfrey and how we got here today." Can I throw something, Packers? related at you that just shocked the crap out of me. Sure. The Green Bay Packers versus the Minnesota Vikings week one, Packers minus one and a half is the spread. Packers minus one and a half, over under 48 and a half. Give me the under 48 today and 10 times on every Sunday. Under 48 and a half with this Green Bay defense and the unknowns of the offense and a divisional rivalry game, this screams under 48 and a half times a million. Times a million. Uh, yeah, it's a little high of an over under for me to be like really focusing on the under. It feels like we're being baited a little bit. Bait me. I do think you have to look at the, um, that's a really good offense for Minnesota. And they actually have a coach who cares about the offense now. Um, 
A 48? So what So what are you thinking? It's going to be a, a 38? 24-21. It's going to be 24-21. That, that gets you to 45. So if it's 28-21, then that, you know, then that hits the over. Like, I, I'm not, neither of those teams are scoring 28 points week one with this ferocious Green Bay defense that, you know, Brett Favre, who joined Jen, Gabe, and Chewy said could be the number one defense in the NFL. Now, I don't take all my information from Brett Favre, but I do really like this defense. A divisional game reminds me when the Packers and the Bears opened up the season. A little bit different because the Bears didn't have an offense, but divisional games are tough. Like, you are going to bring it. It was like, I think it was 10 3 uh, to open up the 100th year of NFL football. What a horrible Thursday night game that was. I, I'm just telling you right now, um, my craziness is looking at 48 and a half and wants to find the line in better right now. Uh, I think you should. You, if, you, if that's where you have conviction, that's where you feel confident, uh, you should go ahead and feel free to do so. Juwan Winfrey cut by the Green Bay Packers. They do hold on to Mason Crosby. Does not start the season on PUP. He's part of their active roster, which means he's going to be your kicker for Week 1 uh, coming up on September 11th against the Minnesota Vikings. Hopefully the knee is in a good place right now. Like, How do we feel? How how? Is there any concern in that world? Like we talk so much about special teams, and here we have a 77-year-old kicker coming back, coming off of a knee injury, having not kicked at all throughout preseason, really hasn't been too active throughout camp. Uh, Look, uh, he's under my microscope, uh, and he should be under everyone's microscope. Betty Brust microscope. You don't want to be under that microscope. I mean, look, he he stunk last year, and yes. Look, Mason Crosby had a, a horrible year, I want to say in 17, bounced back in 18, um, whichever year that was. He was great the next year, but age is catching up to him. He's He has not been in training camp and had a surgery on his right knee, and he was a liability for you as the special teams captain in 2021, and nostalgia is probably the only reason why fans think it's a good idea to have Mason Crosby back. Because guess what? I have... Ramiz Ahmed on the practice squad, ready to go. The problem is, is once you start bringing Mason Crosby back into the roster and he starts playing, everyone's going to support him and everyone's going to make the... I really hope Rich Passaccia, the new special teams coordinator, doesn't let the, oh, it's the snapper and the holder and the operations fault. Like, let's take some accountability here. I, I know he's been a great Green Bay Packer, but this is about winning football games. This is about, like, patting everyone on the back. If he's not making kicks... Move on from Mason Crosby. I already hate that they had their chance to get rid of him. And uh, from all accounts, everyone's saying Ahmed didn't even miss a kick since he joined the squad. Rod in the Key says, give me the Vikings in the under for week one. Greg knows how easy it is to double dip. Screw you, Ron. Agree. Uh, Scott from Evansville chimes in and says, I think it's funny. Dallas only has one quarterback on their active roster. Do you care about Dallas Cowboys' active roster? No. No, I don't either. TJ from the road says, Ben, what is the $10,000 bet payoff on that one? Times a million? Mm -hmm. That's a lot of zeros. I think we're in the trillions at that point. Can you give us an answer? Um, Mm $10,000. And Jeff Ed chimes in says, I agree with Ben. I think the score will be 20-17 to 17 Packers win. I worry that the expectation for this defense at this point is too high. Like, $10 trillion would be the payout. I worry that the expectation is going to be far too high on the Packers defense. Do I think they're going to be very good? Yeah. I think they'll be a top 10 defense. I don't think you can expect week one for them to go up against Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and a Vikings offense that should be 
pretty good this year and hold them to less than 20 points. I think that's an unfair expectation for Week 1. Oh, give me Jair Alexander back against Justin Jefferson on the outside. That one-on-one matchup. You said it yourself, Adam Thielen's washed up. You said it yourself. You are down on Adam Thielen and you've said it. I will go back to Wisconsin on man. We talked about Adam Thielen. Uh, You and I talked talked daily, Greg. (laughs) Well, you know... We we were do, we were doing some fantasy football research yesterday. We were. I actually circled Thielen as a guy who I think is very undervalued in fantasy because he's gonna catch touchdown passes. That's what he does. Don't like it. Um, maybe I made that up. Maybe I didn't. Okay. My point is, right. I I think uh, the Packers defense is go, is the again the thing that everyone's been raving about, and it's definitely something to consider. Of like, all right, what is this defense truly going against the? Aaron Rodgers-led offense that is going at best stalemate in the, in the training camp versus a a legit offense with really some legit weapons in Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. I'm not throwing Thielen in there. Hit hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. I'm again. I'm far more interested about Juwan Winford being cut. What that means is Aaron Rodgers going to be upset. Like, no. will this upset Aaron Rodgers? Will he be uh, feel like he's being slighted? Uh, and does that automatically undercut uh, his role in the decision making process? Whatever he may think or you may think that role is. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to our friends at. Hello, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. You've heard me talk about the amazing work Gina Dell and her entire team does. They've done amazing work on my homes, uh, my older home, replacing all the windows and doors, made it look beautiful, helped with the resale value. Um, but the new place, they busted out some windows. They put in these brand new patio doors. Ben Bruss is walking in and out of those patio doors and saying, oh my God, these are the greatest doors I've ever seen. Uh, and that's what you get with Pelly. You get number one when it comes to quality. Number one when it comes to innovation. We'll get to that in a second. But number one when it comes to service. Working with the team at Pella is like anything you've ever, is unlike anything you've ever experienced on somebody working on your home. They're up front. They're honest. They follow through. They over deliver. They have been such a pleasure to work with. The last couple projects they've worked with me on, they will be the same for you. And right now, an incredible offer where you can pay just 2.99% financing locked in for 10 years and have beautiful Pella windows installed on your home. Now, if you want to skip the financing, you can get a nice upgrade opportunity with some of that innovation we're talking about. Pella's famous patented blinds or shades between the glass on their lifestyle or impervia patio doors for free. Don't miss out on these incredible offers. Go to PellaWI.com slash radio. That's Pella. WI.com. I did it. It's in, baby. It's in. Under 40 and a half. Cool. The man, the myth, the legend, Andy North, joins us next on Scalzo and Brust. We're presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Brust. Ogdan Bogdanovich to Milwaukee for Dante DiVincenzo, DJ Wilson, and Ursan Ilyevsova is in Pearl? Pearl? As there was never an agreement for no, the 28-year-old. No, no. <laughs> Have you ever heard someone say, in Pearl? No. What is that? Guys. Let's work on it. What could it possibly be? Pearl? Nope. Per Isle? Nope. nope. <laughs> Literally, one more guess. You guys better tell me, otherwise I'm walking out. Pearl. Subscribe to the Scalzo and Brust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, make me over.
Winfrey cut by the Green Bay Packers today. Cut day in the NFL. Getting down to 53 players on the active roster. Juwan Winfrey, the biggest surprise in Green Bay. Mason Crosby is going to be your starting kicker to start the year. Hopefully that's a good sign that the knee is in good shape. We'll keep talking about the Packers heading into the season. But right now we're being joined by Andy North. Andy, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time uh, with us here today. Of course, uh, Andy North and friends, we've talked about this many times over the years, but fantastic, fantastic group. Uh, since 2009, has raised more than $16 million for the UW Carbone Cancer Center, uh, something that me and Ben are both very passionate about. And coming up on Wednesday, September 21st, lunch with Andy North and friends at the Monona Terrace in Madison with special guest Mike Tarico. So Andy, appreciate you coming on here and joining us here today. How are you doing? How's the summer? We're doing awesome. Um, I got a new hip seven weeks ago, so I'm starting to get up and after it. And uh, it's nice not to hurt just moving around. So I'm ready to go. I mean, I'm, I might go one-on-one against Ben. Ooh. Yeah, my dad's got two new hips. I'm not worried about him, but you do have, for those who don't know, Andy North has some of the most, I don't know, creative hands I've ever seen. He's able to grip a basketball, and Greg, I'm going to show you the motion in which he does it. He can shoot a basketball like that with one hand. What would you say that is to the radio audience? With the back of his hand to the basket, flicking it up. it up. Yes. A- Andy, when did you learn to do that? Because I, I can grip a ball very easy, but I can't do that. You know what? I think just probably screwing around at practice, watching you knucklehead. You know, <laughs> no, nothing to do, and you know you've got to have something you can do that nobody else can do. And we haven't had a guy in the team that could do that since. No, uh, it, it's honestly amazing. I've also seen you flip around a golf club and uh, hit a righty golf club uh, or a lefty golf club right-handed. Unbelievable. But I, look, I want to ask you this uh, off the start here because I'm having a hard time as a casual golf fan trying to figure out where I stand with like the PGA Tour versus the Live. Are both good for golf, bad for golf? Like, Where, where, where the heck should I be? Well, Ben, I don't know. I mean, I don't have any idea where I'm. I mean, I I do really respect the PGA Tour. Uh, you know, spent 25 years trying to build the the brand and the product. Uh, I don't like what's happening with the live. Um, I think if there have been different leadership there, maybe at some point in time the two groups could sit down and talk, but that's not going to happen uh, as long as they've got the leadership there and. You know, the, the, if a guy wants to go make more money, we're all independent contractors. If a guy wants to go make more money or make easier money, that's fine. That's his decision. But once you're gone, you're gone, and you can't play it both ways. And I think that's been the real problem so far. As they think they want to get all the easy money, but then they want to come back and play whenever they want to. That's not going to happen. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how all of that plays out, but I have to imagine for a young golfer uh, or even somebody who's established on the tour, that's a lot to think about. Like, if, if you put yourself in a position of like young Andy North, the PGA Tour obviously builds brands and builds stars, but that money has to be quite a pull. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can understand why guys are doing it, particularly oh, yeah. the Lee Westwoods of the world that are at the end of their career, Poulter, some of those guys. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. But for a young guy, competitive, that wants to, make, that wants to be a star, wants to win major championships, and wants to 
maybe be the best player in the world, you got to stay in the PGA Tour. And, you know, we've seen a few people leave, but not a ton of really young guys. And what's happened in the last two or three weeks is that because of the from live, the PGA Tour is changing some things and the the prize money is going through the ceiling. So there's no reason to have to go anywhere else. You can still play against the best players in the world and make more money than you could ever spend. Look, it's funny, like, with, like, zero disrespect, I don't know how many, like, overall PGA Tour wins you have, but I will always know forever that you are a two-time U.S. Open champion. And I think that means more, I think, to you probably than, you know, some of the earnings or other things you could have done. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the opportunities that I've had based on that, you know, and a lot of the stuff we've done at the Cancer Center. If I'd have just been some guy that never accomplished anything, we probably wouldn't have been able to do the things we've done. You know, so uh, you know, it opens up a lot of doors, and you've got to you know understand how to go through them properly. But it's been a lot of fun. We are talking with Andy North here on Scalzo and Bros. Badgers kick off their football season coming up on Saturday. Obviously very close to the Badger basketball team. But what's your feeling? How are we feeling about this Badger squad? Jimmy Leonard back calling the defense. Graham Mertz heading into his third season with the Badgers. A lot of optimism right now? Well, I think, I think Ben will understand this comment very well, that so often when you're a senior dominant team, and you lose a lot of guys. Everybody's, oh my gosh, we're gonna, we've lost all these players. And there are a lot of good players they have to replace. But there's a lot of young talent on this team. And I know they're excited for some of these kids to finally get a chance to do it. Uh, you know, the, our basketball team showed that last year. You, you lost mm-hmm. all these older guys and you bring a bunch of guys in that have better attitudes and different attitudes and they're fired up to get, get their chance and they perform better. And I, I think, there's a chance this team, the three first three weeks, I think are really important to get these offensive young, these really young offensive linemen a chance to sort of figure it out together. Um, Mertz is going to have a good year. We've got a great running back stable. You know the defense is going to figure it out. Jimmy Leonard's the best defensive coach in America. And I think some of the changes they made in the offseason are going to be good. It's going to be fresh. I think people are going to be excited about it. And if they can get through these first three games healthy and sort of gel a little bit, you can go to Ohio State, and who knows what happens. Andy, speaking of fresh, speaking of confident, there's I felt it from Aaron Rodgers uh, over this offseason and just the way he's carried himself. He's talked about trying to be unapologetically himself, and I think he's he's living that. Um, have you have you noticed <laughs> yeah. anything different from him that will help him leading a, a an offense that's got some unknowns? Well, I think if you if you look at his last two or three years. I think he's done things the way he wanted to do it. He hasn't apologized for anything. Um, and I think it's freed him up. I think he's in such a good place emotionally and mentally now. Obviously, talent-wise, he's extremely talented. The relationship with he and Coach LaFleur has been fantastic. And, again, they've got some young guys that are fired up to try to prove that they belong. And I think he's excited about that. I think the key, obviously, right now is can we get the offensive line healthy? If you do that, I know he's fired up that he's got a defense that's going to be really good. And, you know, you might have some games where you run the ball a bunch and you win 17-14 to 14 or 17-10. to 10, And the defense is going to be good enough that they can hold people into game scores like that where, you know, there's a lot of years in his career 
they'd have to score 35 to have any chance to win. And I think it's, I think it's going to be a fun year up there. And I know they're all fired up about going out there and trying to win a Super Bowl. Now, Andy, that's your buddy. Uh, if I knew Ben Bross was doing a three-hour podcast with Joe Rogan, I don't know if I would listen just because I feel like I know Ben well. When he does these podcasts like with Joe Rogan or Aubrey Marcus and you see the headlines, do you go back and do you listen to the whole thing? Or are you just I, like, I know the guy. I don't need to, I don't need to tune in. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll, I love McAfee's show. I think the platform that he's had with Pat McAfee has been absolutely amazing. Uh, they get they get Aaron. They let him talk about whatever he wants to do. I mean, I thought it was brilliant last year when they did the book club. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant. Every single one of those books you couldn't find on the shelves two days after they did the show. Which, you know, Aaron's a, a, a big-time reader. And the fact that he got millions of people to read you can't do that any other way other than having the platform he has, which is pretty neat. Are, are the rumors true that uh, you know you were the one that forced him to go to Peru? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No one forces him to do anything. That's probably very true. Probably <laughs> very true. Uh, we're joined by Andy North here, two-time U.S. Open champion. Andy North and friends since 2009 have raised over $16 million for the UW Carbone Cancer Center. That's based in Madison, a nationally known cancer center. Get to andynorthandfriends.com. You can search the upcoming events so you can get involved. Anything else you want to add on? I, I want to ask, what you, Tarico's your special guest, and well, believe me, you can say whatever you want. You're Andy North. You're more than welcome to. But you got to give us a good Tarico story here. That's going to be the special guest. What's your best Tarico story? Having worked with uh, him for uh, a while. I mean, to be able to sit next to him has been such a pleasure. He will be unbelievable up on the stage during that. You know, it's the kind of deal that we've got twenty or thirty minutes scheduled for us talking. We could sit up there for a day and and do stuff. Uh, one of my favorite early on. In my career, we're doing Sports Center at the Masters. So this is probably back, oh gosh, in the 90s. We know he is a young guy. And when you did the late Sports Center shows, we're doing these shows at 1 o'clock in the morning. And we never taped anything beforehand. We did them, you know, live. And you'd, I'd struggle through a, a, a segment uh, trying to get a bunch of facts and stuff. And finally, he looked at me and said, listen. I'm going to ask you a question. Answer the frigging question. <laughs> you don't have to give me a whole bunch of any other stuff. I will lead you to a good place. Just answer the question. And from that point on, it became so easy. It was unbelievable. And he's a master. And the fact that we're, get, we're getting him at our luncheon, uh, people are going to love him. He's done every single thing you could possibly do in, in sports broadcasting. He's a star. And on top of that, he's really a great human being and a great guy. Uh, I will be there at the luncheon. Andy, do you want to just tell people how important Andy North and Friends is and really the impact on the Carbone Cancer Center? Ben and I are lucky enough to uh, to at least be involved and get to see firsthand the amazing work that Dr. Howard Bailey and the entire group at the Carbone Cancer Center do. But for those who may not understand the impact that it has in the state and in, in, in the world of medicine, uh, give us a little bit of insight in terms of the power of the Carbone Cancer Center. I think if you just look at, let's look at the research part of it. You know, the, we're, we're running hundreds of clinical trials right now there. Uh, but the research part, some of these researchers are so darn smart. 
all they need is 50 grand or 100 grand to maybe start a project, to fund a project. Well, over the years, the 15, 16, $20 million that we've been lucky enough to raise through all the great friends and all the people who supported the Cancer Center, that money has probably turned into 150 to $200 million in grant money over the years. So they take this 50000 or $100,000 of seed money that we raise, and then they get something that works. The, the NIH or whoever funding organization likes what they're doing, and they might give them a grant for two or three or four million dollars based on the, the numbers they've been able to put together through this little project that we got started. So that's been the beauty of all this, that we've been able to help a lot of people, and hopefully at some point in time we won't have to do this because we'll figure it out. Love it, Andy. Andy, great stuff. Sponsorships and tickets still available. Andy North and friends, appreciate the time as always, and look forward to seeing you soon, Andy. Guys, thanks a bunch, and thanks for your support. Really appreciate it. Andy North, two-time U.S. Open champion. He said thanks to us. Andy said thanks to us. That's awesome. I, I mean, look, I know I got to travel with him and I was playing with the Wisconsin Badgers. I'm just going to let everybody know that during that interview, Ben Gross <laughs> was drudging up a YouTube video of Mike Tirico calling one of your two dunks in college. Yep. You were two for four on dunks. You shot 50% from the dunk line. Uh, and uh, you legit found a video of yourself dunking quicker than I've ever seen you Google When you Google Ben Gross. Dunk and there's only two results. It comes up pretty quick, Greg. Ben, you will sit here and ask us what the capital of Montana is, as opposed to googling it yourself. And you didn't even need to be prompted. You went and used that computer you don't know how to use very well sometimes, and found a video of yourself dunking. Here's the call from Mike Tarico. Rust around holes, going the basket. Rust got it and threw it down. I saw him do it at shoot around. I- he did see me do it at shoot-around, because Zach Showalter and I had a God. thing where at shoot-around we were saying dunk everything. Every every drill, we were dunking everything. And so it was in my head, in my brain, at Indiana, number two in the country. We beat him on the road, baby. Vroom! Vroom! Ooh, now that my engine is running hot from the dunk down the lane... That's where I found my love for Road America, actually. In college, I came to Elkhart Lakes uh, Road America, watched one of their NASCAR, at the time, nationwide series, the Xfinity Series now, and look, I fell in love with the racetrack, I fell in love with the experience, and that's why I continue to come back for more, and you can experience all the sights, sounds, and smell from motorsports pioneering age with the vintage racing of the Aaron's Art Wheels weekend this September 16th through the 18th. Get your tickets today at RoadAmerica.com. Come for the experience. Stay for the race. I'm telling you, if you have not been there, get there now so you know you're like, oh crap, I gotta get this in the calendar for next year because the events are amazing. LaVisca Chenault was traded from the Jaguars and the reports coming from Dan Graziato reported the Packers were very much in the mix for Chenault. Are the Packers ever actually interested in the guys they're rumored to be a part of? We'll hit that, plus plenty more in 1 or 0 coming up next across ESPN Wisconsin. This is Scalzo and Brust presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust presented by Bud Light. Um, yeah, we probably handled that the incorrect <laughs> way today, man. <laughs> Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.
greatest beer, Bud Light. He is Ben Brost. I'm Greg Scalzer. Josh Dimaggio running the show with the Gruber Law Offices. One call. That's all studios at Radio City in Milwaukee. We got our guy Colin Russo back at Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios downtown off the Capitol Square in Madison. Alex G? No, Alex Strofe texted me before I started Strophy? the show. Yeah, he's back. But wow, like, I'm honored. I keep seeing Colin Russo the on these emails. The continues. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love you, Strofe. No, no, you don't love him. I mean, he's dead to me, but I love him. Okay, fair. I just wanted to get that across. All right, all right. Hold on a minute. So, for for those of the Scalzone Brust family not aware, this is what it sounded like last week when I was uh, unfortunately banned from the train. <laughs> But I'm pretty confident, guys. Today, today is the day we can get to a point where we just throw that in reverse and we go this direction. Unban me, thank you. Wow. I feel like I feel like I was just in Aaron Rodgers' head as he was doing mushrooms right there. Like I feel like I was part of a Rodgers shroom trip right there. I don't know what just occurred. You were gonna go to Peru with Strofe to do ayahuasca. Uh, I would go to Peru with Strophy and take ayahuasca. I would. I feel like Strofe is a. I'm in on that. Despite Greg. the fact that he's dead to me, I feel like he's a foxhole guy. Where like no matter what, he'd happened, come alive. Grandmother Ayahuasca would bring him alive in you. Well, it's more. It's just more of like I don't think he. We, he knows that whatever happened in Peru would stay in Peru. What the heck are you guys gonna do to each other? I mean, it's ayahuasca. You're puking. You're pooping your cell. Like, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of ugly <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Like, is there any not ugly stuff involved? Why are you asking me like I'm an ayahuasca expert here? You guys are my experts on everything. You guys know that. I, I mean, are we going to unban him? That was impressive for him to have ready to go. What's your vote? I vote yay. I mean, just for the effort alone, he clearly is showing that he cares. This is, this is how we do it. We vote. We're taking your vote into consideration. Josh? I, it's under advisement. I haven't made a final decision yet. I'm I'm yay, Strofe. Um, Strofe, I love you, Ben. Yeah, he's still banned. <laughs> <laughs> he's still banned. What do you want me to do? Yes. All right. Uh, Packers cut day today. Jawan Winfrey, the big story of the day, the wide receiver there, and talked about at the end of July uh, as far as having what? When you say Jawan Winfrey is the big story of the day, I, 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 it's not. He got cut, like Aaron Rodgers talked about him a month ago. That's the story, can we, though. Can we actually talk about this? Because last time when Aaron Rodgers sourced why he was so upset with Goody was because of Jake Kumarow and cutting him and going against things he wanted to happen. So when we hear Jawan Winfrey say, we, now calm down, I see you ready I to jump I haven't said all a word. I'm going to You're jump on all over you. Stop. You're getting very ready. Jawan Winfrey was that same guy for Aaron Rodgers, especially in a time where Aaron Rodgers doesn't know what's going to happen. Yes, and that is all fair, Josh, but my overall point is it has nothing to do with Jawan Winfrey and more to do about Aaron's relationship with the Correct. front office. I didn't say that Jawan Winfrey himself. Like, I'm, I don't care. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. I respect to you, Jawan, but like, I don't care what happens to Jawan Winfrey. Like, I, he wasn't gonna, I don't think he was a guy that was primed to make a massive impact this season. Uh, I, don't, I think he's going to be okay. I think the Packers are going to be okay. The story definitely has to do again, I said in the first segment if Aaron Rodgers never muttered the name Juwan Winfrey 
during camp, he would not be the story of that. But he did. And Multiple I times, think that too. Josh is taking this once. I don't think this is as big of a deal as the, as the Kumarau. But I do think that if Aaron wasn't privy to the information before it hit, then yeah, could this be the source for a micro-resentment that at certain points? That's how the brain works, right? Little things bother you. Little things bother you. Kind of forget about it. Little things bother you. And then as soon as you hit that breaking point, all of those little things rush to the top of your mind, and you make this checklist about all of the things that you're upset about. That's never happened to me. That was a joke. It happens to me all the time. So I'm, I'm not even saying you. I'm saying it's literally human nature. And so this is one of those micro things where it's certainly not big enough. It doesn't warrant him actually being upset. But is it one of those little things where if he does get upset, he's going to bring this back? Now, I will say this. He hasn't spoken a lot about Juwan Winfrey in the last month. He did talk about him very early on at camp. And there were some other guys that seemed to outshine him throughout training camp. So I don't think that this is as big of a deal where it's like Kumarau, he was like, I mean, he was he was riding around with, uh, you know, with, with Kumara for president stickers on the back of his Subaru. I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw Kumara in between Bakhtiari and Rogers on their golf cart. They went three wide on that thing. Rogers last talked about Winfrey, from what I can see, on uh, August 9th when he mentioned both 88 and 87 as guys who were impressive. But then, if we remember, a week later he got all over Dobbs, and some assumed Winfrey too. Yeah. Still 21 days ago. And I guess my overall point is, it is off of your, Greg. Off of yours, Greg. I feel like if Aaron Rodgers was not in the know about this decision to get rid of Winfrey, then the Packers are shooting themselves in the foot again. But I'd like to think they've learned from their past mistakes. I feel like I need to have a Bud Light, uh, Bud Light uh, prize here for... Strophe. I feel like we need to sit down and if Strofe can drink like 12 Bud Lights with us in the span of a few hours or like, you know, that then he, he earns his way back on. We need to come up with a way for him to earn his way back in to the family at some point. Of course, Scalzo and Bross presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light, America's favorite light lager. Since 1982, they want you to win the ultimate Wisconsin sports fan weekend. Again, compliments of Bud Light and the world's greatest seltzer, Bud Light Seltzer. You and a guest can enjoy Friday night baseball in Milwaukee, a football Saturday in Madison, and a Sunday night with the green and gold. All you have to do, I don't know what, what was that. Was. that? <laughs> I took a breath and I don't know what it was. Uh, <laughs> you got to get me that sound. It was. I, my wife did, has told me that I've been snoring a lot. Lately. You've been mouth breathing. She's worried that I have sleep apnea uh, based on the noises that I've been making sleeping at night. So, oh, yikes! Uh, I don't know. Ben, ben has never thought lesser of me than when I just said that, and he doesn't even know what sleep apnea. Yeah, I do. It's when you have trouble breathing while you're sleeping. I mean, yeah, at a very large level. I go an inch deep. Okay. That's what she said. Uh, the ultimate Wisconsin sports fan weekend. Again, uh, I, re- I just read off, but I'll do it again because I snorted in the middle of it. It was very distracting. Friday night baseball in Milwaukee. A football Saturday in Madison. A Sunday night with the green and gold. This isn't distracting all you have at to all. Do is scan the QR code to enter to win this amazing experience, including transportation, lodging, tailgating, and Ticket King gift cards. Where do you find the QR codes? Well, if you're in Milwaukee, stop by Mecca. Bullwinkles, J&Bs, and DJ's Gold post if you're in madison go to poolies jordan's big 10 pub tanner's draft house and that's where you can find the qr code it's the ultimate wisconsin sports fan weekend for bud light and bud light seltzer 
<laughs> you couldn't make that noise again if you tried. I don't think I could. <sighs> we will hit some one or zeros next, including whether the Packers just pretend to be a part of all these trade opportunities or if they're actually in on it. And would you trade lives with Mark Zuckerberg or Aaron Rodgers? We'll hit it all. Scalzo and Bross presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust, presented by Bud Light. Loyal Scalzo and Brust listeners will remember... I'm a loyal Scalzo and Brust listener, and I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we about. know you're not listening to us. Very rarely listening when <laughs> Joshy and I are talking. I mean, right? Yeah, you guys, I admitted it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a loyal listener, but I have no idea what you're talking about. I only listen when I'm speaking. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Across the NFL and the I don't even want to say the Packers cut you on Winfrey because Ben doesn't think it's a big deal. I don't know where your head is at heading into this football season right now. Do you know where your head is at? Yeah, I feel like you want to be like positive Benny here, but I feel like your heart's not totally in it. I I, I completely disagree. I feel feel like like your head and your heart are in the same place right now as far as the Packers are not. Yeah. Where do you think is what is where? Well, no, I'm just I'm asking you. My head and heart are together. They are they are connected as one. And right now they are all in on Aaron Rodgers and the person that he's become, the 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 player that he is leading in terms of getting in line with the front office and the opportunity that he has. So you're all about Aaron Rodgers, but you bet the under on the opening game of the season. That has nothing to do with not believing Aaron Rodgers. You didn't think either team would score over 28 points. That doesn't have, that has nothing to do with not believing in Aaron Rodgers. It, it literally does. No, he I scores th- points for a living. Yeah, I know he does. But it doesn't mean that they're going to have it figured out all in week one. Okay. I believe that he will make plays when the time is right for the Packers to get it done, knowing that he has a defense to back him up. Are you buying it, Craig? I don't know. Like I'm, I'm kind. I'm usually very good at reading Benny. I'm completely lost on where he is with this Packers team right now. I love the defense. Like, I can he's tell forcing it. No, I, I tell you what. If I could, if I could just be Joe Barry's hype man, I would. I love this. Josh, defense you, let's that much. get to some one or zeros. Are you a one or a zero? I feel like he's saying things just to say this. Uh-huh. The question you, you have to ask yourself, are you a yes or a no? We were 30 seconds away from a list of the starting There's offense. no such thing it's as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. Katie Clark. <laughs> he's Ben Bross. I'm Greg Scals. We're your contestants for one or zero. Joshy Dimaggio is your host. He asks us a question. We say one for yes, zero for no. There is no gray area. Joshy, take it away. Along with Aaron Rodgers, Mark Zuckerberg joined the Joe Rog- Rogan podcast and said, Waking up every morning as CEO of Meta is like being punched in the gut. One or zero. You would trade lives with Mark Zuckerberg. I'm going to go with zero. Uh, at this point in his career, he's got a lot of money, but I feel like with like all the issues that he's had, even with like Facebook being... Uh, Sued and the privacy and all that, like it's just like it's kind of like I don't know. I don't. I don't like him. I don't have a good answer. Greg, take this one away. 
Uh, no, I would not want to wake up and look at myself and have Mark Zuckerberg staring back at me in the mirror every day. Um, that's a really hard life to live. I know the money stuff is like, oh my God, the money. I'm sure he wakes up every day and feels a weight on his shoulders that is hard. And like at this point, dude, you have so much money. You're going to be better off if you just retire from a happiness standpoint. But he clearly feels like he needs to make a massive impact in the world. I also just think the impact that he's making on the world is negative because the idea that we need to live our lives in a fake virtual reality as opposed to the actual reality uh, makes me feel uncomfortable and makes me feel like he's more of the villain in a movie than a hero in a movie. What do we have next, Joshy? That's what I was trying to say. Dan Graziano reported that the, that the Green Bay Packers were in the mix for former Jaguars wide receiver LaVisca Chenault, who was traded to the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Winner zero. The Packers are never actually interested in these trades. They are rumored to be in the mix on. That's a zero. I mean, we, we know that they were involved and had conversations with Odell Beckham Jr. He spoke to Aaron Rodgers, and guess what? Odell Beckham Jr. ended up making the right decision for himself and going somewhere where he ended up winning a Super Bowl. Um, yes, does it stink that they're in the mix, quote-unquote, a lot and don't come up with the result that I think a lot of fans want? Yeah, probably. But they're just making it up. At what point can you be in the mix and not execute a trade Josh, where it I stops even being a coincidence? Yet. Like, how is that possible? You're jumping over his throat without him talking. Uh, well, no, he's jumping all over your Some throat. lackeys. Um... Yeah, Josh is just very clearly putting this in the winner's zero so he can react to it. Yeah, and by uh, the way, you don't know... Yeah, great. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm going to say, you don't know where I'm at with the Packers? At least I'm not him. Uh, he's I, anti- I know where he's at. He's, he's anti-Packers. A- yes. Josh would be rooting... He's root as, as the biggest Packer fan is rooting against the Packers because he wants to be right here. Um, I think the Packers are actually interested. I just think that they are scared of making trades. I think they're interested. It's like the kid at school who might be interested in the girls in the middle school dance, but he's too scared to go over and ask one to dance with him. That's Goody in this Packers team, and it's been like that since Ted Thompson. They they really don't make trades. Unfortunately, I feel like Ted and Goody were probably those kids in middle school, too. I mean, they're nerds. They're they're, they're nerds. They're grinding tape. Okay, don't 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 speak ill of Ted. uh, Rescinded. Uh, But no, I I think they're interested. I just don't think that they're aggressive enough. I don't think it's in their DNA. I don't think it's in the Packers culture. You think Goode had game in middle school? Get out of here. Last night, a picture from AmFam Field went viral on the Jumbotron showing birthday wishes, anniversary wishes, and a man, Mark, being friend-zoned with a message that read, Mark, your friendship means the world to me. Let's not wreck it. One or zero. Everyone has been Mark once in their life. This is fake. I just want everybody to know. I don't know for sure, but this is one million percent fake. This is not as fake as the guy who was fakely drinking a beer through a straw. Um, Hot dog straw. Hot dog straw? What did I say? Just straw. Hot dog straw. Thank you. Um, but this is fake because who in their right mind would think that the best way to friend zone somebody is to literally do it in front of 20,000 plus people and tap on Mark's shoulder and be like, hey, Mark, 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 look up there. That's so much meaner than merely just taking him out to a bar or a restaurant and saying, look, 
I really value our friendship far too much to try to wreck it and to have an actual conversation. Like this, that wrecks the friendship. Unless this was a move to completely be separated from this person entirely and drive them out of your life but not feel bad doing it, in which case it might be the move of an evil genius, but it's fake. I don't even care what the other question is. Fake, 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 fake. Zero. Everyone has been a mark once in their life. I can say zero because I've never been mark. I've never been friends. You literally just told us the story of you getting friends on as we were walking in the studio today after you tried to be Mr. Suave Tough Guy here. Can you just play into my bit, please? Cool, 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 cool. It's not a bit because you literally off the air looked at me and Josh looking like I think I'm the coolest guy in the world. Never been friend zoned before. And then you racked your brain, racked your brain, and came up with a couple instances Look, it, it, in which you did. Not a couple. Up. At least it took me like an hour to think of one. You know, and you guys had like five pop up in your head in a split second. Cool. Greg wants to kill me. I just don't like. The way this show works is you're supposed to be the likable character, and I'm the one that's really unlikable. And no matter how likable I try to make you, you just seem to want to make yourself really unlikable in these moments, and I can't do anything to help you. Yeah, you thrive on on making me unlikable. No, no, it's the opposite. <laughs> I, I know. Oh, uh, no, I snorted now, too. This is a mess. This is a mess. This is a mess. Caller number four, 800 Caller number four in honor of our newest teammate, Brett Favre. In case you missed him on Monday, go back. Check it out with Scottson on demand wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you're downloading and subscribing to the Scouts on Russ podcast. Number four. Caller number four for Are You Smarter Than Ben Brust? 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-3776. 15 questions, 90 seconds, whichever comes first. That's always Benny. Um... Are you smarter than Ben Brost? 800-990-3776. Ricochet. To call in to the show. Ricochet, you just took yourself out. Like, I think you think you sound really cool when you're, like, trying to be that guy. And anyone listening is puking in their mouth being like, oh, I thought this guy was a guy I'd want to have a beer with. They do. They tell me all the time. But late, baby. He can't quit. <laughs> Are you saying I'm making it worse for myself? Are you smarter than Ben Bross? Next on Scalzo and Bross, presented as always by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light.